welcome, 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 my friend. I'm so honored that you're listening tonight or today or this morning, whenever you're listening. For me, it's kind of afternoon time, but um, and then I'll drop it tonight, which is why I was thinking tonight. But anyways, whenever you're listening, welcome. Thank you for coming back. If this is your first time, thank you for hitting play. And I want to make sure that we're connected. So if you are on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, I am on there under Christina Smith McCulley. Please go friend request me, follow me, whatever. Uh, You know, I just want to make sure we're connected. I also want to say thank you for leaving a review on the Apple podcast or sending me a message. Let me know um, how this podcast helped you or blessed you or maybe what could be done different to make it better. Um, I appreciate your feedback. So tonight, today, I need to stop saying that, we're going to be talking about, dum, 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 but I don't feel forgiven. Should that be the title? I don't know. You'll understand in a minute whenever we get into it. Let's jump in the introduction and I'll be right back. Well, hi, y'all. Welcome to Claws of Confessions with Christina's podcast, where we're going to talk about the hilarious, not-so-funny truths about the Christian walk. Some people are called to speak on stages, but the Lord has called me to share my heart from my closet. Hey, I'm Christina, mom of three, married to my high school sweetheart, multi-passionate entrepreneur who has struggled with insecurities, self-worth, depression, and all that fun stuff the world has to offer. But God... He continues to remind me he is not intimidated by my mess. And when I spend time with him, he reminds me who I am and whose I am. So if you're ready to laugh and you believe Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken, then come on into my closet so we can talk through this crazy life together. All right, welcome back. So as you guys know, if you've listened before, every week I try to let the Holy Spirit lead me in what to talk about this whole week I didn't really have any kind of um ideas I've been working on some other things that God's preparing and so um I hadn't really thought about the podcast kind I mean I have thought about it but you know I just didn't hear of anything even this morning I got up and I'm like okay what are we going to discuss on the podcast I don't you know so I was just I got in my bible and was just sitting um journaling and I don't I guess the Holy Spirit dropped in my mind I don't know, but this week on TikTok, I did a TikTok about, um, I don't even, I mean, what was it about? It must have been about somebody's mind said they didn't feel forgiven, and oh, that's what it was about. I was talking about not going by your feelings, but going by the truth, that even when I don't feel forgiven, I am, even when I don't feel seen by God, I am, even if I don't feel close, he's right there, and somebody commented and said, um, I think of Pete, um, Peter, and he denied Christ three times, and you know he probably didn't feel forgiven. But the truth was, he was. Or I don't even know if that was the right comment. I don't even think. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, the point of this is, the Holy Spirit dropped into my mind that because I did a video back and was like, yeah, I mean, I'm so grateful for people like Peter because he really helps me to see that like we mess up even as Christians, because the thing is, is that, you know, people always, well, look at Paul. I mean, look at his background. Or is it Saul now? No, Paul. It was Saul, right? Look at him. Yeah, but he wasn't a Christian before. Like, what about when I mess up and I knew better? 
or you know like I have a relationship with God why would I mess up like that and or why would I fall into this again or why would I um slip and I thought that we had I thought God had you know healed that part of me what happened and all so as I was sitting this morning journaling in my Bible the Holy Spirit just dropped that in my in my heart like I just I was thinking you know I am so grateful for Peter thank you that you that you um give us examples you know I mean Jesus was our ultimate example right of how we live our life he gives us examples in other people's lives of them messing up and their redemption and his forgiveness and his grace and mercy and I'm grateful for that and that's what I was thinking and then the Holy Spirit was like okay that's what you're going to talk on I was like okay and then automatically three names came to mind and so this this episode is basically when you don't feel you don't believe you could be forgiven you don't believe maybe that that's a word for you you can tell other people that God's grace and mercy is sufficient and that you are forgiven, but yet for yourself. Because there's always the enemy in our mind saying, yeah, but you knew better. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. You know, they probably didn't. You know, just whatever the enemy throws at us. So when I was preparing and, and looking up um, what we were going to talk about, I was I wrote down three names of examples that really kind of um helped me to not feel so bad about myself I mean I don't mean that that sounds like I'm comparing that sounds like I'm like ha 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 you messed up so ha ha you know that was not a good laugh but you know what I'm saying and I don't mean it as far as like I'm glad they messed up but I'm grateful that I can see examples of his mercy and forgiveness in action you know what I mean so I have been let's first we're going to talk about Jonah and I don't even know what made me read that that chapter because I'm, or, I mean that um, book because I'm not real good about getting in the Old Testament a lot. And so um, one day, I mean, I guess Holy Spirit was just like, I want you to read Jonah. And well, I had started wanting to read about David's life, and then I don't even know how it jumped to Jonah, but um, it's a very short book. And all I've ever heard about Jonah was he got swallowed by a whale. I mean, that's all really you get kind of told in. Um, in Sunday school, but it's so much deeper. I mean, like the end of Jonah is more of a lesson to me personally than even the whale part, you know. So basically, if you haven't read it, very short, read it, let the Holy Spirit talk to you about it. But um, basically, you know, Jonah was instructed to go to a city. And if you know me, you know I'm not good at like pronouncing words. So I'm sure I've heard this word before. I could actually get on Google and let them say it for me but you know he was instructed to go to Nevia. is that it I don't even know I could have got on Google and, and read it but I like to read out of the message Bible um especially stories about the Old Testament because for me it just reads like a book <clears throat> I mean I know the Bible is a book but you know what I mean like it reads easier for me so basically I'm gonna go through the little Jonah story real quick and then we'll talk about the lessons out of it um but basically he was trying to go to the city because the city was just full of sin and and God just wanted to give them a chance to hear the message because he wanted to destroy it and so um or he felt I mean he felt like I know God's feelings but you know what I mean okay so he Jonah disobeyed went the other way got on a boat trying to run away from God I know I have been there done that and uh, you know went to sleep actually a big storm come about um 
the sailors on the boat was like what is going on they woke him up and he knew he was like oh it's my fault throw me overboard and they were like no no we're not going to do that we're not going to have the blood of you on our hands and so they um tried to fight the storm it kept getting worse so they they said a prayer and was like please don't hold us accountable for this man's death and they threw him overboard and they were amazed and they ended up worshiping god um because they said oh this is this is the god of all creation so then you know goes in the fish for three days i guess and gets spewed out um and this time decides to obey so went to the city went around preaching uh that god is not pleased repent turn from your sins and they did and instead of jonah being excited about that he got mad and was mad that god wasn't destroy wasn't gonna destroy uh the city like his original plans and i mean I think it even said something like 120,000 children. Like, you know, this is going to be a lot of a lot of people dead. And so um, Jonah went out and pouted and sat down. And it was so hot. It was so, so hot. And so God caused a tree to grow up and give him shade. And Jonah took a nap. And then God caused a tree to die. And then Jonah was mad about that. And he's like, how can you be mad about something you didn't even do nothing to get? I gave you this. I gave you that. And in that short little book of the Bible, for me, there's so many lessons. First of all, that, um, you know, you can't run from the Almighty God, of course, is a big one. Um, but that um, Jonah, and you know, the Bible never talks about Jonah again. So we're going to use him for example of people that are Christians, that know God, that disobey and is redeemed. I'm assuming he was redeemed. You know, the Bible never says it again. I'm assuming that he talked it over with God and got it straight in his heart because it was a heart issue that Jonah had whenever he got mad that God wasn't going to punish the city. And y'all know, I've done that before. Like, God, why are you giving them mercy? Like, why? That ain't, I mean, that don't seem fair. Isn't that crazy? Like, I remember thinking that one time and thinking, Christina, the ultimate goal of every human life is to be reconciled with God. Why would you not want that? And we can say that from sitting back. Like, why would Jonah not want that? That is, you know, that's the goal of of Jesus coming. But in my own flesh life, I, I know I've looked at it like, okay, now they got away with that. They seem to get to have this and that and the other, and you're still not going to punish them like they're already so blessed with like money and all that why why don't you punish them but it's a soul it's a soul that god loves and that god created and it should be a rejoicing time for us when someone is brought back into a relationship with god instead of almost like a jealousy i don't even know if jealousy is the right word but like comparison or whatever it may be um and then the story of course of the tree coming up and God providing that mercy even after he pouted and like threw his sucker in the dirt, he provided that shade. Um, so we don't hear about Jonah anymore in the Bible, but he was someone that knew God and he disobeyed. He disobeyed big time. He ran. He thought he could hide. But yet God still was there providing mercy and grace with that tree. You know, like he still was was there and we I know I look at it like yeah well I knew better like I disobeyed you and I don't deserve your forgiveness and I remember one time talking to God and 
crying and just feeling very anxious. And I was like, I mean, I just felt like he was saying, just rest, just stop, try, just stop striving and rest and enjoy my presence. Enjoy the things I've given you. And I remember I was driving. I thought, but I don't deserve that. I don't deserve peace and joy. And he spoke to my heart. He said, nobody does, but I give it. And, you know, we always think our sin is bigger than somebody else's. But really, is it? I mean, in God's eyes, is it? You know, like, if my children, if one of them steals $10 from me and one steals 50 I'm still sad about both of the disobedient acts. It's not like, oh, well, the one that stole 50 you're out. I'm still, I'm still hurt and sad. There still needs to be reconciliation, you know, um, and God doesn't, I don't think God measures sin like humans do because the cross was enough for everybody, not for just the ones that murder someone or, you know, embezzle a bunch of money or whatever you want to say, but for every sinner, because we are all born into sin. I mean, regardless, we're born into sin. So no matter if you don't think you've ever done a big sin, you still need a savior. You know, and if you are a Christian that's walked with Jesus and then you've messed up, you're still his child. Like, you're still God's child. You've you've established that he adopted you. If you've given your your life to follow Jesus, made Jesus the Lord of your life, you are adopted by God. It says in the Bible that you are a joint heir with Jesus. Your DNA, your spiritual DNA doesn't change because you mess up. Now, I've really battled that really battled that and had to like really just let God show me because of the fact that I have messed up during my spiritual walk and like every other day I'm almost could be like oh I'm not saved anymore and what kind of faith walk is that if we go every other day like I'm not saved I I messed up today I'm not saved I'm still his child the Bible is clear you're still I mean I'm still and it's a heart issue People are like, yeah, but um, they call themselves a Christian, but they do this. They do what's in their heart. And he sees the heart. So if I believe in my heart, there is going to be behavior that's different. And there is going to be times, though, that I mess up and act out of maybe past trauma or circumstances. He still sees my heart, though. He's, he knows where my faith lies. So it's a heart issue. It's not a... Um, the salvation is a heart issue. It's not a behavior issue. Does that make sense? All right, let's go on to David, who, of course, we know the story um, of, you know, David looking upon, which actually before David looked upon Bashima, he uh, did the whole census thing. He got a big head and he wanted to count who all was in, in his kingdom, but God had done told him not to do that. But yeah, he did. So he disobeyed right there. And then also, of course, there was I'm sure there was other times, but you know, Bashima looked upon her, called for her, had relations with her, got her pregnant, then had his the husband killed. I mean, all kind of scandalous stuff in here, right? And the I was thinking as I was reading that story, I was like, huh, how many times we manipulate things trying to like get out of a situation. You know, and he was trying to manipulate and, and make it seem like Bashima's husband is the one who got her pregnant. Um, he was trying to set that up, and it didn't work out. So I've thought about that. Like, 
why am I trying to manipulate? Like, God sees this. Like, why do we think he, we just forget, you know. But David's story, of course, is that I think he went a year maybe without accepting that, that he had, you know, messed up. And then he did. He he was told, you know, you need to repent. He did. And God forgave him. Now, his son still died from the consequences, but God forgave him like that. You know, I mean, have you had somebody murdered? You know, like, well, see, there I go again. Acting like one sin's bigger than the other. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, we feel like, whoa, you know, at least I ain't done that. But look at God and his forgiveness towards David. He even says that David is someone after his own heart. Like, that's just it. God knows our heart. He knows. You know, I've told somebody, like, they were asking, well, how do you spend time with God? Well, you just sit in his presence and that's an honoring thing. And he knows that you want to get to know him. He's, he's going to show up. You know, there's a difference between just putting on a performance for people and your heart. We could put on performances all day. I can post a million Bible verses on social media. Does that mean my heart is in line with God? No. I could go to church every time the door is open. Does that mean my heart is after 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 my Lord, no. Because we can all put on an act. But David, more about that story, I didn't mean to ramble, but God knew his heart. Oh, I'm so, I mean, like, I think about that. Thank you for knowing my heart, God. Thank you for knowing my heart. I want to, I want to get close with you. I want to know you. I want to hear your voice. I don't want to live in fear. I don't want to live in anxiety. I don't want to compare myself. This is, you know, like, I'll be watching other people on social media. I'll start comparing myself. Like, they seem closer with you. Like, they did, 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 did. I don't have a clue what they seem. I mean, you know, I was listening to a book the other day that was saying um, things that people see versus what they really do. And it was basically saying the ones that, like, post about um, a cause. Like, I'm doing this for this you know, to bring awareness to cancer. I'm doing this to bring awareness to this. They're like 82, 87% less likely to actually do something than the people that don't even say nothing about it. They're the ones that are actually like, um, you know, doing the whatever marathons or giving the money or, you know, whatever, the whatever they are doing. But you know what I mean? Like we can put on a show about anything. But what is our actions? What is our heart? Because whatever in our heart is going to come out. It's going to come out in the things we do, the way we respond to people, the way we forgive. You know, and that's between you and God a lot of times. There's a lot of times that I've forgiven and not told nobody about it because it's between me and God. You know? And then let's look at Peter, 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 who walked with the Savior. Peter walked with Jesus. Like, buddy, buddy. And yet, when it was the time to stand up for Jesus, and, and you know, we're always like, oh, I'm, ain't nobody going to talk to my friend like that. I'll go, I'll tell them, or... You know, that's my child. I'm going to go and tell that teacher or whatever. I mean, I'm just... But when the time came for Peter to stand up for his friend, he denied knowing him. I can... Let me think. Let me think. Okay. 
So I have a friend. She is a great friend. We do stuff together all the time. We've been friends for a long, long time. She knows everything about my life. Da, da, da. And then let's say that she was around a group of um, snotty, high society, rude people. And they were interviewing her. And, you know, they asked her, well, do you know Christina? Do you hang out with her? And she was like, no, I don't know. I don't really know her. And now this is one of my close friends. Like, And they're like, are you sure? Like, Yeah, no, no, no. I don't know her. Well, I thought we saw you with her. No. That must, I mean, that must have been somebody else. I mean, how hurtful that would feel to know that your friend was scared of what they thought and kind of ashamed of being your friend, kind of, you know? How hurtful. And Peter did that. He did that. And can you imagine? I mean, I don't know, because I'm not Peter, but I would beat myself up. That's another thing. God's really worked with me on that, is not beating myself up so bad. Oops, sorry, I burnt. I'm sorry. Did y'all hear that? I'm drinking water. Um, So, I've always... You know, I've, I've always said, ain't nobody got to tell me what I do wrong. I tell myself enough. And I used to just beat myself up for every little thing and then um, take days to even, you know. But here's the thing. I always, God always gives me kind of visions of like a human form of a relationship that we have with God. So if my child messed up and they... um either got called or they came to me and told me and I, I talked to them and I, you know, I understand I do, you know, you're forgiven. Okay. I, you know, I'm not going to hold this over your head. That's basically what God does. He doesn't hold it over our head. He doesn't dangle it and try to um, use it for leverage. He just says, okay, I forgive you. You came to me, you confessed, I forgive you. And then my child went around for days or weeks just talking so bad about themselves and like walking around mopey and depressed and just going into like a black hole and it would hurt me I would hurt for them and I feel like that's how God sees us whenever we just now yes a little guilt a little you know that's I mean I would I mean to me I don't know maybe I'm misspeaking to me that's normal I mean like I'd be kind of worried if I didn't have any remorse I guess the word wouldn't be guilt, remorse. If I didn't have any remorse for what I've done wrong, then, I mean, you know, am I just like using the grace card or whatever? But to beat myself up and to hate myself, like there has been times in my life that I have literally hated myself, thought that, I mean, I've just really, I mean, you know, Shame and guilt will make you feel like you're completely worth less and that you don't have a spot on this earth, you know. But if God forgives me, then okay, that should settle it. And I've really, like I said, I've really, um, I don't want to say grew in this area because I'm sure the enemy hears me and try to bring up my past and all that, but... You know, that's something that we have to learn and have a revelation. Um, I feel like I'm stopping a lot. This is because this subject right here is really like, anyways. 
<laughs> Y'all are probably like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out of here. But um, back to Peter. Peter probably did beat himself up some. When Jesus said he forgives him, you know, that he forgave him. And then it says later on, you know, uh, Peter went to convert like 3,000 people in one day to follow Jesus. So, I mean, God used him mightily after that. And I'm sure, you know, they it talks about, uh, or some commentators said Peter was like a hothead. So there was probably other times, I'm sure, that Peter had to be, you know, calmed down and, and told. But the big one of like that we read is, the denying him three times. I mean, how hurt that had to be. And I would, yeah, I would beat myself to, up too. And I've often asked people about Judas. Did he have a chance to repent? And if he would have repented, like, but what somebody has said there, which makes sense is that, you know, Judas, Judas was used by the enemy in a big, big way um, for a part of a plan. And, but knowing God's character, I would think Judas would maybe y'all maybe you could write me in and tell me your thoughts on that but I would think Judas would have had a chance to repent and uh, to get right with God um, but that wasn't his story was it he didn't but we do if you're listening to this you're still here so let me encourage you if you feel like you've messed up too bad you feel like there's no way God can forgive you you knew better you shouldn't have messed up then use these men in the Bible as an example that God's mercy and grace is beyond our human comprehension. It's beyond it. Like, we can't even understand it. Because we take things, we're like, oh, no, 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 that's un- that's unforgivable. You're out of my life. I cut you out. But God doesn't do that. And if we come to him with a heart posture of humbleness and conviction and repentance, you know, humbleness is saying, you were right, I was wrong, God. Like, I'm, I was wrong. Like, I'm bowing down. I'm, you're, you have the final say. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, humbleness is putting yourself in the proper place. It's not putting yourself down or beating yourself up. It's putting yourself in the proper place in alignment with God. He is the final say. So, he is the creator. He is the one that has a right to everything. You know, people are like, that's not fair. You didn't create the universe, so I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But, and then conviction, or um, confession. Agreeing with God that what you did was wrong and getting it out there to him. Sometimes we think that he don't know, but like, duh, we know he knows. But just kind of just getting it out there to him, you know. And then repentance. Changing your mind about that, like, People people say repenting is turning away from the sin. Okay, well, turning is a behavior or an action, right? In order to turn from that sin, you got to get your mind right. You got to get your mind in alignment with that's not the way, that's not God's way. And then your actions will follow that. Like if you don't believe you're forgiven, then your actions are going to act like an unforgiven person. You know, depressed down beat yourself up just but if you believe you're forgiven your actions follow so if you believe that that situation or that action that you did was wrong your actions are going to follow that if you do not believe that it was wrong and you just believe i'm just supposed to confess to get it over with but you your mind hasn't been changed about it you hadn't renewed your mind with it you're not going to change that that's not repentance it's just like if you lash out and get angry and 
and scream at somebody. And then you go to God and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have got that way. I shouldn't have got that way. But in your mind, you're like, yeah, but still, they deserved it. And that's my right. That's not true repentance because your mind's not getting renewed with how God wants you to think about it. You know? So, I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope that if you have something that you've been holding on to, that you just think there's no way God can forgive you. And let me tell you, if you don't know Jesus, you can know him. It doesn't matter what you've done. This is for believers and unbelievers, but I I kind of wanted to kind of gear it towards believers because I know for me, I have said before, yeah, but I knew better. I've said that. Well, so did Jonah, so did David, so did Peter, so did so many others. Jesus knew we were going to need a Savior. He knew that after we were converted and gave our life to Jesus, that it's still, the flesh doesn't go anywhere, it's still there. You can't automatically download the Bible into your mind and renew your mind and do everything different. He knew we were still going to need forgiveness. So I want to encourage you, if you don't know Jesus, you can come to him. You can give him your life. You know, salvation is basically saying, I I need a Savior. I cannot get to heaven without a Savior. I can't even talk to you, God, without a Savior. Because Jesus is the bridge to God's throne room. We can't approach him because we're not holy enough. Jesus is. So when we put our faith in Jesus, We're now God sees Jesus on us and we can approach him. So give, you know, give Jesus your heart. And if you want to talk about this further with me, you can message me and we can discuss it further. Uh, TikTok is not a good messenger. So if you're listening from TikTok, um, try to go to Facebook um, or Instagram because I can do a voice clip back to you. Okay. And it's under Christina Smith McCulley. But if you are a believer and you think that you've messed up too far, you've gone too far, you're never too far for the hand of God to come back and to get into a relationship with him, to accept that forgiveness and get in a relationship with him. You know, I, I don't know, like we were talking about it's a heart issue, but if we have given our life to, to God, we're his child, but yet we do not believe that Jesus' blood was enough to forgive us, are we saved? I, I'm not sure because the blood of Jesus that's the whole that's the whole salvation message. The blood of Jesus was enough. Now I'm re- reconciled with the Father. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that we can come to you in your presence. Thank you for Jesus so that we can come in your presence. I just ask that whoever's listening to this that they just have a revelation of if they need to forgive themselves or even if they need to come to you for the first time, that the Holy Spirit works hard on their heart right now, pulls them in to become reconciled with you, to have a relationship with you, to make Jesus their Lord and Savior and receive the Holy Spirit so they can be guided, comforted, instructed. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father for loving us so much that you just don't give up on us. You keep pursuing us even when we run, even when we know better. You keep pursuing us. You're so merciful and gracious. I'm just, uh, we don't deserve it. We're grateful for it. It's 
In Jesus' name that I pray, amen and amen. <laughs>